Dr. Balaga here. This podcast is on a series of articles using cardiac MRI in cardio-oncology. First, I'd like to discuss T1 and T2 mapping. Measurement of myocardial T1 times or T1 mapping calculates the myocardial T1 relaxation times with image-based signal intensities and can be performed with standard cardiac MRI imagers. Native T1 is measured in milliseconds, is increased when the interstitial space is expanded, for example, by fibrosis or amyloid deposition or edema. Whereas T2 mapping or T2 measurements provide an estimate of free tissue water content. For example, T2 is elevated during acute myocarditis and following acute myocardial infarction. First study I'd like to discuss is that by Altea et al. titled Can Quantitative CMR Tissue Characterization Adequately Identify Cardiotoxicity During Chemotherapy? Impact of Temporal and Observer Variability. This was published in Jack Cardiovascular Imaging 2020, Volume 13, pages 951-962. The study question was, what is the effect of temporal and observer variability of cardiac MRI measured native T1, T2, and extracellular volume fraction, ECV, and serum biomarkers for detection of cancer therapeutics-related cardiac dysfunction? Methods. The study cohort comprised of 50 participants with a mean age of 48.9, plus or minus 12.1 years, who underwent three cardiac MR studies on, and biomarker measurements with high sensitivity troponin I and BNP at three-month intervals. 20 patients with HER2 positive breast cancer, 10 with cardiac dysfunction, and 10 without chemotherapy-related cardiac dysfunction. And the control group consisted of 30 prospectively recruited healthy participants. Cancer therapeutics-related dysfunction was primarily defined as a greater than 10% reduction in LVEF to less than 55%. And subsequently, also a 15% relative reduction in GLS, a global longitudinal strain. The study investigators obtained T1 and T2 maps at three left LV short axis locations. They calculated temporal and observer variability as a coefficient of variation and as a standard error of measurement using repeated measures and two-way analysis of variance. What were the results? The investigators found that compared with patients without chemotherapy-related cardiac dysfunction, those that had chemotherapy-related cardiac dysfunction had a larger temporal change in native T1 and T2 and ECV, that is extracellular volume fraction. Moreover, the temporal changes in biomarkers overlapped. The high sensitivity troponin I values and BNP values were available for 90 and 89 
time points respectively. The temporal variability measured as a coefficient of variation for high sensitivity troponin I and BNP were 17.7% and 42.5% respectively. The minimal detected difference for T1 29 milliseconds and for T2 3 milliseconds and for ECV that is extracellular volume fraction was 2.2% in healthy participants approached the mean temporal changes in patients with chemotherapy related cardiac dysfunction. For individual patients with chemotherapy related cardiac dysfunction there was an overlap in the temporal changes of all three parameters and the variability in healthy participants with at least overlap for native T1. The inter-observer and intra-observer variabilities for cardiac MR parameters were low. Coefficient of variation 0.5 to 4.3. At the individual participant level, there was an overlap between temporal variability in healthy participants and temporal changes in patients with both definitions of chemotherapy-related cardiac dysfunction. The least overlap was seen in native T1 measurements. What did the authors conclude? The authors concluded that temporal changes in both biomarkers and tissue characterization measures in individual patients overlap with temporal variability in healthy participants and approach the minimum detectable temporal differences. Also, the temporal variability of these methods may pose challenges to routine clinical application in individual patients receiving cancer therapy. In my opinion, the authors need to be congratulated for their diligence in conducting this study on the utility of cardiac MR in breast cancer patients receiving therapy with anthracyclines and trastuzumab. The findings of the study suggest that cardiac MR has limitations. It appears that it is prudent for the same cardiac MR reader to ascertain T1, T2 and ECV values at different time points whenever possible for serial CMR particularly in patients suspected of chemotherapy-related cardiac dysfunction. More studies are required to determine the optimal approach to, to such patients. It could be a combination of biomarkers and imaging techniques. <clears throat> the next study I'd like to discuss is from the European Heart Journal titled Cardiovascular Magnetic Resonance in Immune Checkpoint Inhibitor-Associated Myocarditis. The lead author is Dr. Lily Zhang, and the senior author was Dr. Tom Nealon. It was published in Volume 41, Issue 18, 7th May 2020, pages 1733 to 1743. So it's kind of hot off the press. What was the aim of the study? Myocarditis is a potentially fatal complication of immune checkpoint inhibitor therapy, and there is past data on the utility of cardiovascular magnetic resonance imaging in immune checkpoint inhibitor associated myocarditis. Immune checkpoint inhibitors are antibodies that block tumor driven inhibition of T cell activation and function and facilitate as an immune mediated attack on cancer cells. Currently, there are over 3,042 active clinical trials investigating 
2004 immune modulatory agents against 303 targets. Myocarditis is an uncommon toxicity associated with immune checkpoint inhibitor therapy with a wide incidence varying from 0.1% to 1%. However, with increased awareness of this condition, there's more reporting of myocarditis associated with immune checkpoint inhibitors. The myocarditis related to immune checkpoint inhibitor therapy has a fulminant cause with a case fatality rate of 30 to 50%. Cardiac magnetic resonance imaging CMR with use of tissue characterization techniques such as late gadolinium enhancement LGE and the presence of myocardial edema is the gold standard non-invasive imaging test for diagnosis and risk prediction in myocarditis of other etiologies. Endomyocardial biopsy is a diagnostic gold standard for myocarditis. However, it is underutilized due to its invasive nature and complication rate, which, is, which spans from 0.3 to 6%. In this study, the investigators study a large cohort of immune checkpoint inhibitor associated myocarditis to provide CMR characteristics to describe the correlation between cardiac MR findings and histopathology and to test the association between cardiac MR features and cardiovascular events in patients with immune checkpoint inhibitor associated myocarditis. The study cohort comprised of 103 immune checkpoint inhibitor associated myocarditis in, the, in a registry who, who had cardiac magnetic resonance imaging. Of these 103 patients, 56 patients were diagnosed with endomyocardial biopsy or autopsy and 47 were diagnosed using the European Society criteria diagnostic criteria for clinically suspected myocarditis. The mean age of the cohort was 65.6 plus or minus 15.3 years and only 29.1% were female. More than half of the patients presented with shortness of breath. Other symptoms include chest pain, orthopnea, paroxysmal nocturnal dyspnea, PND, and fatigue. At the time of presentation, coronary artery disease was excluded in 65 patients using coronary angiography, 16 patients by coronary computer tomography angiography, that is CT angiography, and 16 patients by stress test with imaging, that is either stress echo or nuclear stress test. The six patients without an ischemic evaluation all had pathology proven myocarditis. In an accompanying editorial, the same issue of the European Heart Journal, Dr. Matthias Friedrich says the results were surprising. The majority of the patients, 61%, had a normal ejection fraction and a similar proportion, 52%, did not have evidence of irreversible inflammatory injury in cardiac MR scans. Myocardial edema was present in less than a third, 28%. None of the cardiac MR criteria was found to be associated with histopathology or major adverse cardiovascular events, leading the, the authors to suggest caution in reliance 
on late gadolinium enhancement or elevated T2 weighted STIR or STIR signal. They go, they go on to say that these findings indicate that in clinically suspected immune checkpoint inhibitor associated myocarditis, the absence of late gadolinium enhancement or the absence of increased T2 weighted STIR signal on cardiac magnetic resonance imaging does not exclude the potential diagnosis and until the understanding improves of this condition and until future research offers insights into the role of T1 mapping, T2 mapping and calculation of ECV, they suggest that endomyocardial biopsy should be pursued when clinical suspicion remains after a normal cardiac magnetic resonance imaging. In addition, they say it's well known that T2-weighted STIRM method offers limited sensitivity. Late gadolinium enhancement and T2-weighted STIRM imaging are dependent on local variations in fibrosis or inflammation to become qualitatively apparent. Therefore, they, the authors of the original paper say, the cardiac magnetic resonance imaging techniques sensitive to myocardial inflammation and edema, such as T1 mapping, T2 mapping, and calculation of the ECV, extracellular volume, may be instrumental to identify early changes in myocardium before late gadolinium enhancement appears. They, they go on to say that future studies are required to determine if cardiac magnetic resonance imaging techniques such as T1 and T2 map mapping offer improved diagnostic and prognostic value. Clearly, this is another study which confirms that cardiac MR has very good spatial resolution, but we need more data and techniques to improve temporal resolution.